Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. My house doesn't work anymore. And there's no place to go. Hello. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we're excited to be with you on another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, tools, and even some tips that make our house home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. You know what's interesting, Yetta? Is even though our sellers sometimes say there's no place to go, there is a record number of sales happening. So somebody's finding properties to buy. Somebody must be. And so what you're going to learn on this episode is how you could actually get a great property, even in the midst of a seller's market. Mm, Yeah, we recently helped a client. And this was a little bit sad because it was a divorce situation. And it was very sad. It always is. Even Mm. if it's what they need to be doing. And so that's the part that I find tricky. It's a sad situation, and yet we have to come in or we get to come in and make the best of it. Yes. Make the best of a difficult well, and time. Really those people have made a decision that they're going to start over. They're going to have a fresh start. Mm-hmm. And we're part of that. We're right. part of the closing the chapter of the family home, matrimonial home, and finding another home. And now, in this particular case, normally you would want probably in this case, to buy first before you sell. But because it was a divorce, they needed to sell first. And so we put the house up on the market. We got a great price for them. And then it was a matter of, ooh, what do we do now? Because we had a certain amount of time. And it's not so much that the thought just came to us after they'd sold the house. What do we do now? Like we had been thinking and strategizing and working on that for quite a bit of time and seeing property and matching which ones would work and looking at the bigger picture to be able to go, okay, when the home sells, because it needs to sell now. And so we were able to sell it quickly and for a premium. And so that can really help if you're in a difficult situation, whether it's this situation or an entirely different situation where maybe finances aren't going as far as they used to, or you need to relocate for work, or there is a different situation causing the need to move, or that it's a good time to move, regardless of the situation, you want to be proactive. So we were being incredibly proactive, as was the client, because ultimately, if the client's not being proactive, it doesn't matter how proactive we as realtors Mm -hmm. are being, it doesn't work. So we were doing the work. Yeah, we were looking at properties mm-hmm. um, and in her price range, because he had decided he would rent, she wanted to buy another property. And it was very difficult to find something that didn't need a lot of maintenance in her price range. And finally, what happened was mm-hmm. I was able to get a builder to agree to her pricing and build a property. Mm-hmm that would work for her and her family or unique situation. And then now the problem with the build is it was going to be eight months out. So then what do you, where do you find temporary 
accommodation and be able to keep the kids in the same school district. And so I was able to find her a, a short-term rental, eight-month rental, that really met her needs. Right. So it just feels good to be able to walk with people and support them. And sometimes it's it was down to the wire almost, you know, where you're thinking, oh, I found a place, but then it fell through. Like, not me, but she found a place to rent, and then that fell through. And so she was getting a little nervous near the end. Yeah, and so it can feel risky, but having somebody walk through the journey and look at all the viable options. She almost moved in with us, except we weren't in the same school district. So that kind of <laughs> alleviate that being ideal. And yet often it can be really, really good to buy first and then sell in a seller's market. And yet if your situation doesn't allow for it, there are alternatives. And this was one alternative, short-term rental. Often, especially in a seller's market, we're able to negotiate a really long close. On the purchase, yeah. On the purchase. And because you can negotiate a long close on the purchase, it gives you a lot, no, on the sale, on the sale. Either way. Either way. And then <laughs> it gives you more time to go looking is really the point. Having lots of flexibility is what we're looking to build in in the seller's market. Yeah. So right? ideally, ideally, you want to buy first with mm -hmm. a, a little bit longer closing yeah. so we have time to sell. Right. Their Quickly. property. Right. And, you know, it's an interesting market. It, I was actually speaking to a realtor the other day. I mean, we have, we're kind of long in the tooth. I'm 26 <laughs> years, you're 31 years in the industry. Yeah, I or guess it's coming up to 32. 32. I think it's yeah. we're we're moving on up in terms of the number of years in the industry. So when we meet somebody that says, "Yeah, that's nothing." <laughs> yeah. 1967 was the year he became licensed and still thriving in the real estate industry, dealing with the board of directors, involved in making it better for the realtors and clients alike, which is phenomenal. Something you get to do. Yeah, and this this gentleman, who's also a manager, um, said mm -hmm. that it's the toughest season he's seen for realtors in his career since 1967. Right. And when he said toughest for realtors, what he's really saying is it's the toughest market for sellers and buyers to navigate. So you... So what he was getting at was having somebody that knows various strategies, has actually experienced it themselves. I mean, there was a time when we bought a home and didn't quite have somewhere to go. We had somewhere to go, but we hadn't sold our home, mm -hmm. which can be a scary situation. And where was not a seller's market. That was a mistake. <laughs> that was a big mistake. So you want to use your strategy according to the market you're in not borrow a strategy that once worked in a different time in a different place in a different market because it is the strangest market and yet most of our clients are able to go door to door from selling the property to the one they're moving to and then we always want to have that conversation up front at the strategy session yeah a strategy session in any market you want a strategy session shake your head mm -hmm. yes a strategy session in any market. It's not just about going to get a house or sell a house. It's about doing it 
with the most wisdom humanly possible in thinking about for your specific family. Do you have a family member that will take you in? Do you have a situation where putting furniture in storage is a great thing to do? Do you have a lake house you can go to that, although it may be a little bit further of a drive, it gives you somewhere to store things so you don't have to have a storage unit? Do you be okay with a rental, short-term rental? Do we have somebody that can rent you a short-term rental? What clients do we have that can access that? So having somebody that has a lot of contacts and a lot of different strategies they've lived can really help in a, well, Mm. actually it can't really help. It is the help. It is the difference maker often. Yeah. And I think, I think what's happening is in this market, as he said, it's the toughest for real estate agents. It's also tough for buyers. That's what I was saying. And, but what's interesting is we're having fun, even though like not fun because it's tough on the buyer or the seller. We're having fun because it takes creativity and problem solving skills to navigate this market, which makes it fun for us. It's a challenge and we thrive on a challenge and we thrive on serving and helping you. Yeah, big time. So they say what? What do they say about timing? (laughs) Well, they say timing is everything. And then again, what I say is there's never a bad time to make a right decision for you. If it's so easy to sell in the seller's market, why not sell it myself? Because it, it will, will sell. sell. It will, right? So we've created for you over 423 episodes about making house home, about building wealth, about thriving in relationships, even enriching your faith journey, because we know that that's what we needed at one point. And so we know that it's something you could value from or benefit from as well. So you can access them from the comfort of your home, office, or on the go. And you know, you're right. You are one I was going to say 1,000%, but there's nothing more than 100% when we're talking percentages. (laughs) So 100%, you are right. You could sell your home on your own. Yeah. So why don't we discuss three? There's multiple reasons, but why don't we discuss three reasons? What would make it maybe not a great idea for you and your family to sell your property on your own? Even though it would sell. Yeah, it would sell. And you'll think you did great. You, and you might even think you saved a little bit of money. You, you might. And what we've learned by watching over 2,380 families that we've helped navigate the buy and sell process with and watching and observing, well, I'm going to say hundreds of thousands, but thousands upon thousands of case studies and experience with other agents, clients as well, and our own experiences that there are some pitfalls and they, it's kind of like a myth. If I can save the commission, then I make more, right? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily problem, challenge, issue. I'm not sure what to call it, but number one, one that comes to the forefront each and every time is even if, 
which you will find a buyer in this market. In a seller's market, you'll find a buyer. Most of the time, there is a realtor that has brought that buyer to you. Yeah, let's let's face it. The the buyers are having a real struggle mm. to find a property. So what they're doing is they're signing up with a real estate agent under ex- exclusive representation. Yeah. And then that agent's going to work to find them a property. Either like when we do it, it's either through the MLS or we're searching for off property, off, off market, market properties. Mm-hmm. We're, we're searching for properties that are just coming on. So we get to them first. Uh, we're doing all kinds or things, of things that we've known about or property that was on the market or a connection from one of our previous clients or one of our previous clients because we know what they're about to do next. And so we're looking for the match. So almost every buyer and not just in a seller's market, in most markets, the service for a buyer is essentially, generally speaking, free. It's free because the seller is going to pay. Exactly. And it's... So what ends up happening is you've got, here's the one, you've got a professional negotiator that negotiates for a living. Every single, maybe they don't get to negotiate every day, but every time they go to work with a buyer and or a seller, they're negotiating for a living. So if you're selling on your own as the seller, and maybe you negotiate in your job, maybe you do, and do you negotiate for real estate? Do you have access to the strategies that are related to real estate? And maybe you've sold five homes, which probably is a fraction, even if you've sold 10, of what the professional negotiator that is working with the buyer Mm. has done. And so there, this is harsh. And the worst part is you're going to end up paying them anyways to negotiate against you. (laughs) I know. Because they're not trying to get the highest price for you. They're not trying to find extra agents, extra buyers that can maybe bring a much higher price to you. So really, you're fighting against an uphill battle because you got a trained (laughs) negotiator. Let's just say negotiator that is there to win on behalf of the buyer. And even in a seller's market, there are... Absolutely, strategies to employ to help the buyer get to pay the least with the best terms for them, not the mm-hmm. best terms for you. Yeah. Number two. Well, the Decker team has beautiful mm. strategies to net the most mm. for you, as you know, through our marketing, mm. but not just our marketing, but our technique, our negotiating technique, our ability to develop multiple offers, and then to actually get those offers kind of bidding against each other I know. To, to net the most for our seller. And some sellers say, I don't want a bidding war. I don't want to generate that. I don't want to do it that way. There are many different strategies to employ. So this is really starts with a conversation with our seller to say, what feels good to you? What are you looking to accomplish? What is the most important to you? Is it time? Is it money? Is it both? What feels good about the journey? Because I safety, right? Maybe you don't want very many showings in your house, right? And so we don't have to do it that way. There are lots of different ways to approach getting the best for you. Because although money is a big motivator, it's not the only motivator. Mm. So that strategy up front is huge. And then number three which 
I think unless it's happened to you, unless you've run into this or you've heard somebody that's run into this, you might not even be thinking about it. Yep. And that is, will the home close on closing? Or will you get sued? Or will someone get sued? Or will everyone involved in the transaction get sued? So when a property is being sold privately, there are less checks and balances. And so there's a higher risk of something going wrong. There's even risk of selling it twice. If you're dealing with multiple offers or more than one person wanting your property or desiring your property, which is harder to generate if you're doing it on your own because you don't have access to all the buyers. Right. But even if it does. Even if it does. And then there's the issue of contract law. You're in a hurry. You're under pressure. Who likes pressure? Nobody, oh, right? Nobody. And you're also dealing typically either with the buyer directly or with the agent directly. There's no intermediator for you. There's no one to keep you safe. There's no one to protect you if you're doing it on your own. And some people have even looked, and we might as well put this one out on the table. Some people have looked at <clears throat> other models where it's a cheaper model, but they don't actually come and see your house. The person that negotiates your offer for you has never seen you, never met you, doesn't know your family, doesn't know your situation, doesn't know your property. And so they're kind of handicapped to be a great negotiator because they don't know all the strengths and or weaknesses of your property. Right. Or of your situation. What do you actually need? So uh, we're going to encourage you Even if you're saying, well, I'm not really ready to move now. I don't know that I want to navigate the seller's market. A strategy session, whether via Zoom or whether in person, a strategy or on the phone, a strategy session will set you up to win with whatever decision you make. Mm -hmm. If you're toying with it, this is the time to schedule a strategy session with the Decker team. Yeah, because the the pricing and the bidding wars and the amount over asking, there's ability to leave $50,000, $100,000 sitting on the table that you don't get for your property if you do this wrong. Right. We've even seen two houses side by side almost sell for the difference of 250000 So it's wild what is out there. My lender says I have to sell my house before I can buy another one. Now what? We've enjoyed for over 30 years, not only helping people sell and buy and invest in real estate, helping people actually thrive in life, making house home, strengthening healing and flourishing relationships, even having more fun. Because if I'm not having fun, I'm nobody's insane. having fun. Well, <laughs> and I'm going home. So if you want my help, we got to have some fun. So we have been delighted in being able to help you thrive in life and in business at home and when you're out and about. Yes. So many, many, mm. many people are in that situation of having to the lender saying we have to sell before we can buy. It is far and few between that can say, you know what, my house is paid for. I can go buy a house at my leisure and then maybe I'll keep both. Maybe I'll, you know, not very many people are in that situation. So you might be saying, 
yeah, that's me. I, I'm not in that situation and I need to sell before mm-hmm. I can buy. So, so what are what we going to do? What we're going to learn in this episode is how to overcome the issue or what are a few strategies that we can help you with to overcome the issue of needing to sell before we buy, mm-hmm. but then being afraid of not being able to find anything in a seller's market. Yeah. And, you know, in the past, when it was a um, buyer's market, lots of properties up for sale. For a long period of time. We would be Mm -hmm. able to put an offer in conditional on selling a property, right? Now, I mean, you got to know this is true. If you have been in the market, though, let's face it, if you haven't bought or sold in five years or 10 years or 15 years Mm -hmm. or even 20 years, some of the languaging and some of the things we're saying, yeah, you can't do that today, doesn't even make sense. And so I'm going to apologize right up front if we take for granted that you understand something that you've probably never navigated. You know what? You know what? Like we're talking about a condition for the sale of a house, not being able to accept that. Mm -hmm. Over 60% of properties now are selling with no conditions, no finance condition, no home inspection, no nothing, no no well or septic if it's country. Right. So that's like wild. So what are you going to do if you got to sell before you buy and then you don't want to just buy something for the sake of buying something? That's ugly. Yeah. And... And most of the time, people are moving to their next best. They're moving to their mm. best next situation for their life. Because the one they're in is no longer best. It maybe was right. best at one point, and now yeah. maybe it's in the wrong location, or it's too small, or there's no home office, or maybe there's not two home offices, or maybe there's not enough outdoor space. It just doesn't work for who we are anymore. Or maybe I have no kids at home, and now. I need a bigger house so that the grandkids can come visit. Yeah. And recently we helped a couple, a beautiful yeah. young couple with two, yeah. two little kitties, not kittens, but children, children, children. And let's call them TNT just to keep their identity private. And they were in a, in a smaller home. Yeah. And this home was really. Uh, squeezing their lifestyle because they had one of the parents lived with them to help look after the kids. They're both employed. And entrepreneurial. Yeah, one's a big entrepreneurial. The other helps and also has a full-time job. And, you know, I just want to pause the story for a minute because we've been talking with this amazing couple about maybe selling for about five years. It wasn't a new conversation. And so often people say, well, why on earth? Would you do it in a seller's market? Why would you choose now? Because if you've been talking about it for five years, you could have done it three years ago, or you could do it sometime Mm -hmm. in the future. If it wasn't pressing for five years, why is it pressing all of a sudden? Well, life changes. Life changes and also equity changes. Mm. You know, there, there can be a lot of, in a seller's market, prices are rising. There's a lot of equity in your property which can now be your down payment for your next property and the other thing that arises is 
Yeah, they wanted a very specific country property somewhere that the kids can run in the backyard, play on their bikes on the street, not worry about being run over and all that kind of stuff. Play hockey. Yeah. Yeah. And not have to say car every 13 seconds. Right. Not that first language that the kids (laughs) learned was the word car. Right. And so the beauty was we were able to find a great property in the country on a couple acres spread out big bungalow needed some renovations but got a great price and now we get to sell their property because we bought it not conditional on the sale knowing that doing the right things the right strategy so let's just pause for a minute and repeat that the right strategies it's not one strategy or one size fits all i mean even when they tell you a piece of clothing is one size fits all that's a joke (laughs) i mean i don't look so good in a one size fits all and you might not feel great in a one size fits all either so there is no one size fits all strategy so we have to look at each family each scenario and go what's the right strategy for you for Mm -hmm. your family and we know that when we price it right and price it right doesn't mean price it low and price it right doesn't mean price it high price it right means price it where it needs to be to get the result that you're looking for the highest result in the current market it's such a variable and we're watching the market like hawks And so for this young couple, we got more than they would ever have dreamed of. And the timing was basically buy the house, make sure the home inspection worked right. Because on this one, we actually managed to get a home inspection. Shocker. Then spend a week getting the house ready. Then market it for a week. Get our offer, which ended up being unconditional. Much higher than they expected. Well, even higher than we probably would have anticipated based on what the market was showing us. And they did their work to prepare the home. It was already 90% ready. And then we had a second strategy session to say, what's those last things we need to do that's going to make the difference right Mm -hmm. now in this market? And what we did was we did worst case scenario. What if We only were able to sell it at this price. Can you still buy that house? Does everything still work? And it did. So now it just makes it much easier because, you know, there was $75,000 more than the worst case scenario. And Mm -hmm. so now they're they're laughing. And with lower interest rates, I believe their payment on this new single home in the country Mm -hmm. is going to be the same or less than what they were paying on their other property. Right. For us, there was a time where we actually bought a house without having sold a house. We shouldn't have done it. We were not (laughs) positioned to do it. And yet, because the interest rates had dropped, even though we moved to what was then our dream home and left a very small, undesirable property that was a starter and we all need to get to start somewhere, we actually had lower payments in the new place, although we paid a lot more for it. Because Mm. the interest rate matters. So there's not one thing to think about. There's probably about 10 things to discuss and think about. And that is what we would assist you in doing. Yeah. It's just get that advice. Get that. Mm -hmm. Make some sound decisions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a a little quote. um, And I, you know what? I didn't write down who said it. 
So, sorry about that, whoever was the first. And it is, if you plan for the worst case scenario, they will not be the worst case. Ah, so we're honored to be your advocates in moving forward in life. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward.